PG&E is getting ready for what could be their biggest power shutoff of the year. The wind is expected to kick up on Sunday, and the utility is now concerned that the wind could damage its equipment and lead to a wildfire. So PG&E says that if this outage is needed, it could impact 466,000 customers across 38 counties. Now, you do the math on that, it's more than a million people who would be affected. Nearly every county in our viewing area, except for Sutter and Sacramento, could be impacted. KCRA3's Chief Meteorologist Mark Finan is following the weather that is now triggering a possible shutoff. And we do expect those winds to come up on Sunday, as you mentioned. And we just got the maps in from PG&E, so now we can find out exactly where they expect to possibly turn off the power starting on Sunday. You can see a wide area in the foothills, as well as in the North Bay and the South Bay. Really a wide area. So let me zoom in a little bit more. Maybe we can pinpoint where we're going to likely lose the power and where it's going to stay on. For instance, in Chico, in Butte County, the power stays on in areas east of downtown Oroville, including around Lake Oroville, and of course, up Highway 70 and toward places like Megalia and Paradise, the power is likely to go out. Also, a large part of Yuba County to the east of Loma Rica. Grass Valley, Nevada City are likely going to lose power as well as down Highway 20 toward the Penn Valley, Penn Valley area, all the way down toward Lake of the Pines, down Highway 49, it looks as though parts of the greater Auburn area are out, and then all these spots along Interstate 80, including Alta and Colfax and Baxter, are also likely to lose power. Let's go into El Dorado County. This is also more extensive than what we've been seeing lately. Large area around Placerville, Camino, Pollock Pines, as well as places like Rescue, Cameron Park, maybe even parts of El Dorado Hills. And Amador County, Calaveras County, spots along and east of Highway 49, including West Point, farther to the south, down toward Angels Camp. It looks as though Angels Camp would also be perhaps losing power. Large area around Sonora, up Highway 108 toward Twain Heart, as well as around Groveland. Let's hop over to the other side of the valley. We're hearing about parts of Solano County and Yolo County, but notice where it is and where it isn't. So it's not downtown Fairfield, it's not Vacaville, it's in the hills just to the west of town, and then a large area in Napa County and Sonoma County. And I'll tell you, the hilltops here in Napa and Sonoma County could see winds gusting over 50 miles an hour on Sunday night and into Monday, which is why a lot of these places are likely to lose power. Back to you. There that goes. <clears throat> In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes to a microphone check people are just being total fucking assholes to a microphone check that's how i know i'm ready to flex i turn the beat up my vocals come next and now if any mc want to step just know i'm not a centrist punk i'm left okay there's that and the other 
WineCellarMedia.com. Phoenix Cleaters here. Hi. Um, <clears throat> Jeepers, creepers, and chimney sweepers. I tell you, huh. let me go ahead and uh, share this on over to my personal page. Uh, this is on the WineCellarMedia.com Facebook page live right now. Podcast audio going to the podcast feed. Uh, Patreon and um, and to the uh, yeah, <laughs> the the socialized feed. Whoop. There that be, matey. All right. And right before I go running in that direction um, to what this is titled for, it's 1.24 p.m. We're going to rip through this shit. Yes. Uh, you did hear a clip about PG&E. Um, I don't just make a, I, I, what is it? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not only the president of the hair club for men. I'm also a member. I don't just make podcasts. I also listen to them. And um, I tune into Peter B. Collins uh, for Sometime now, Jesus, about like a little around like seven, seven to eight years, been tuning into Peter B. Really? Yeah. And uh, he does not like Pacific Gas and Electric out there in California. And I haven't come across uh, any Facebook friends that are California residents that like Pacific Gas and Electric. They agree with him that it is a rogue company. And I was looking at some other links where there may be some lawsuits in play for their recent um, power shutoff rollouts. So that's just something and or other that I'll be paying attention to. Uh, You're going to have some audio in this episode about um, Black Trans Lives Matter. It's a news clip that I pulled. And uh, you'll get to hear a uh, black trans woman making an argument. And it's uh, about black trans, specifically in Cleveland where come to find out from that news clip that that is like the majority of uh, black trans women being murdered, uh, harmed out there. And, um, and the folks on the news, like they sound like straight up, they they don't even sound like news journalists. They sound like advocates. Oh, like if if you, when when you hear the clip, it's going to come up in this episode. I, I snagged it and I'll mix it in between segments. Can you dig it? All right. And then also, um, I took a look over here on globalcitizen.org. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, these niggas. An article up by Joe McCarthy, a very unfortunately named individual. <laughs> right. Very. Gee, Joe McCarthy. If your last name is McCarthy after the 70s, why would you name your kid Joe? Oh, well, it, what's the name of the website? Global Citizen? Maybe they're not U.S.-based. Uh, what, what's, what is McCarthy? Is that Irish or something? Yeah. Yeah, when you see the MC in front of something. Yeah, that's usually. Yeah, t- there's a pot of gold at the end of this one. <laughs> I'm stereotyping. I am. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's just like uh, like when I, I was in... Oh, wait, um, maybe it's Scottish. Scottish? Uh, your homeboy died. Yes, he yeah. did. He did. Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, that nigga, he's out of the game. 2020's doing its thing. Well, he was also like 90 years old. I, we, but he was always that age. That's why it's weird. Like, <laughs> he has been old forever. He's been old since he was James Bond. Yeah, it's going to be like when Morgan Freeman dies. Like, oh, really? Uh, is it 1991 already? When was that going to happen? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it reminds me of fucking, like, in elementary school, I met a kid my age whose last name was Jackson and his parents named him Michael. But I'm thinking, like, maybe in 1983, they didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Yeah, like, right. it was still Jackson 5 back then, maybe? In the 80s? Yeah, were they still, or were they only 70s? I think they were 70s. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, you, you just don't fucking do it. 
All right, uh, fucking... So homeless shelters across Europe struggle to accommodate LGBTQ plus youth. And um, just a little bit from this from uh, Joe McCarthy, um, that most homeless shelters across Europe are desi- were designed decades ago uh, to cater to a particular demographic, middle-aged men who are facing some sort of life crisis, uh, according to Robbie Stakelum. I wonder if they're missing, like, class-privileged middle-aged men yeah. whose money was funny for a minute. Well, it almost sounds like they're describing, like, uh, flop houses, right? I don't know what that is. That's basically, um, like, in the Blues Brothers where he was staying, where it was just kind of like this, like, rundown, raggedy-ass motel, but it was just, like, a bunch of dudes staying there. Oh, yeah. Like that? That? I think Which I've is actually a terrible name for it, by the way, a flop house. Yeah, Ooh. but I mean, if you don't call it that, where's the where's the classism? How do you like you flopped? Ha <laughs> ha! Right. Jesus Christ! I think I've actually heard my mother say that, but like with disdain, and yeah. probably because you know she's not a big fan of my father, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in a joint like that. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's probably what he lived in at one point when I saw him in Tacoma like it would probably be described as that it was one of those old downtown buildings Mm -hmm. where you literally don't know if it's an apartment building or an old hotel or a motel what the fuck is this it's a building and there's rooms and I remember when the um because they were moving us through they were taking us out of his custody and into the foster care system so we had to go there for him to sign off on shit and, uh, like, I remember, like, the fucking, like, the social workers and shit, they were, like, hands in your pockets or at your side. Don't, don't touch bump, Yeah, don't bump into a wall. If you bump into a wall, you need to wash your coat. Ew. Yeah. You know, but remember, this, this was, um, this was downtown Tacoma in the mid-90s. You know, yeah. like, folks go to downtown Tacoma now, that's gentrified downtown. <laughs> that is not what the fuck it was like. Uh-huh. It was grimy down there at that time all right so uh taking a look here at the article just a little bit more from it uh because this is not what the episode's titled for but on the mandatory seven-day work weeks i gotta i gotta get in where i fit in man (laughs) um so uh over the years a chronic lack of funding for homelessness uh services has prevented these facilities from adapting to changing social conditions uh creating a gap in terms of what they'd um be able to provide and what their users require now i don't know if the article is going to get to this but um queer niggas ain't new right like we're really just, you're really uh, like they've always had this problem right it's just that you can have the internet and have a dot org website and tell people that you give a shit about it now mm-hmm. when before you had to actually get a soapbox like Huey Freeman on the boondocks and <laughs> you better put your raincoat on brothers and sisters hell fucking yeah like that's always like ask queer if there's any old uh, queer nigga survivors they'll tell you did yeah. they do a story a while ago about like a um homeless shelter like uh but it was like specifically for not only lgtb people but like senior citizens you had to be like at least like 50 or 55 to get into it hmm. i'm pretty sure we covered a story about that maybe and i also yeah. gotta think about my wording right because i, I like I, i'm comfortable using these terms right like oh queer to queer homies trans mm-hmm. but then i also say nigga a lot <laughs> and i actually heard myself say queer nigga survivors 
which would probably be a great show. I'd watch it. But fucking, yeah, that that probably, that sounded horrible. And someone's going to pull that shit out of context. But yeah, that's my, that's the two different areas of how I talk. I'm, I'm on 23rd Street and I'm on the soapbox. I'm on both at the same time. All right. Uh, <clears throat> well, you get SJWs from the hood. It gets all <sighs> fucked up. Very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um... So nowhere in this gap is uh, more pronounced than with LGBTQ plus youth, particularly trans youth, uh, according to a new report by uh, some folks, F-E-A-N-T-S-A, Feinsta, maybe, Um, True Colors United, and the Silberman Center. So this one, two, three... um, organizations conducted uh, several studies and produced a report. So that's uh, probably a comprehensive report, I'd say. Hopefully. Yeah. And um, yeah, the Silberman is a center for sexuality and gender. Uh, And there is a quote from that report. Uh, There's this issue of institutional erasure, uh, mainstream homelessness services. That's some cold shit. That homelessness services can be mainstream. Yeah. Capitalism provides. It does. You can have mainstream homelessness services. Well, what was that episode we did with Chelsea about the, um, Hmm. the, um, oh shit, I just forgot the name of the, um, about the charities. Right, how the goal oh, yeah. is to never actually solve the problem. Yeah. Right. You don't. You don't. You're nonprofit industrial complex. Your job is supposed to be to put yourself out of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be, but <laughs> that back on paper, but that's not how you get that paper. Exactly. All right, and um, and I just I think that's useful. And matter of fact, let me go ahead and put the link to this in the um chat space the comment section where the, for the um boopadoo uh facebook's live there we are matey and sam samson is actually out there um in the uk and says um mc or mac can be scottish too but mccarthy would be irish also i once took a piss next to sean connery <laughs> there you go you're damn right. right. Did he turn over and say, that's a fine stream. It's... I, I can't even imagine how quiet and polite two British guys pissing in the same bathroom is. You have an inspiring tinkle, mate. <laughs> an inspiring tinkle.com. Oh, no. Fuck yeah. I think you probably should have said that in German. Oh, man, I don't, but I'm too ignorant to learn other languages. I'm American. I can't do it. I'm American. I can't speak. I can't speak other languages. That's nice. Okay. That's we, good. we should move on to the, um, uh, let me segment it so I can mix in my mixing in. It is an ugly reality of our society. Violence against transgender people just continues to rise. Neha Curtis explains why activists say black lives matter can't matter until black trans lives matter. Ariel Marianne is a unique voice in the Black Trans Lives Matter movement. She's a transgender black woman and also the sister of Raya Milton, the transgender woman who was shot and killed in Liberty Township. I'm having to to not only fight for my existence as a black woman, 
but prior to my existence as a black trans woman. While Black Lives Matter is pushing for equality, LGBTQ advocates are demanding not to be forgotten. Black trans people and black queer people oftentimes get pushed to the margins. You know, when in fact we are we are just as black as George Floyd, we are just as black as Breonna Taylor, you know, we we are, we are just as black as Trayvon Martin and our lives matter just as much as their lives matter. The Human Rights Campaign reports this year already at least 33 transgender people have been violently murdered. But they're not just numbers and statistics. They were loved. They belonged to families. They had dreams. Eliana Turen with LGBTQ Cleveland says our city is an epicenter. We've had more transphobic killings than any other city in the U.S. Brandy Bedslow was found dead with a plastic bag around her head and a gunshot wound to the chest. She was 32. Sky Maccabee was 26. Someone found her body in a parking lot with a head wound. Brittany Kid Sturgis was shot in the head. Brittany was only 22. Betty Janet Skinner was physically disabled and found murdered in her bed. She was 52. And Simia Dove Akoff. Simia's body was found in a retention pond, nude from the waist down, and tied to a block of concrete. She was stabbed 40 times. She was 20. Keisha Wells was 58. Friends said she was hanging out at a bar and found shot the next day. Claire Legato. She was only 21 years old when she was shot and killed last year. Advocates say since 2016, state lawmakers around the country have introduced more than 250 anti-LGBTQ bills, about 42 of them targeting transgender individuals. Even as a white trans woman, I have more protective factors than my black and brown trans siblings, right? So I'm 40 years old. That's one of the reasons why I've been able to make it to 40 years old is that I have a little bit extra protection. I have a little bit extra privilege. Whether someone sees my blackness or my transness first, whether they see both, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, I, you know, my, you know, being a black trans woman in America, you know, I, I could be killed any day. Which is why LGBTQ advocates insist on being included in the fight for equality. Acknowledge my other trans sisters, my trans brothers, my black trans sisters, my black trans brothers. You know, acknowledge, acknowledge black LGBTQ people. Right now, there is no state law protecting LGBTQ people from being fired from their job, denied housing, asked to leave a public facility, or denied access to the appropriate restroom. But 32 cities and counties in Ohio have passed their own local ordinances banning LGBTQ discrimination, including many cities here in Northeast Ohio. That was Neha Curtis reporting. Coming up at 11, more about the Black Trans Lives Matter movement and how LGBTQ advocates are showing their support to transgender teens during the pandemic. We get on to Phoenix Kaleeder's Gangsta Boogie. Gangsta Boogie, um, which one was that? The Boogie Boogie? Oh, the Gangsta Boogie Lou. The Gangsta the Boogie, Boogie Boys, yes. right? Boogaloo Boy, BBK, Boogaloo Boy Killer, okay? Cross them out and put a K. Really? Start teaching these young progressives to bang, okay? Oh, Lord. Yes, and PBK, Proud <laughs> Boy Killer. All right, just no. All right, like say you're at one of those um one of those little rally what what whatever whatnots, mm. and some fools coming up talking they Proud Boy shit. Throw up a K at them. 
Okay, you cannot teach the white children how to. Yes, they're gonna have to start. (sighs) Anyway, you got other white children getting sent off to ROTC. They're getting taught to bang. I'm saving (laughs) this one for later for next time we do a white on white crime. But I have a headline that says Leopard Mall's Florida man who paid for full contact experience with Big Cat. I'm saving that for white on white crime. That sounds like a sex worker's rights metaphor. (laughs) And also, uh, Jesus Christ. All right. Do that headline one more time that you're saving. Uh, Leopard Mall's Florida man who paid for full contact experience with Big Cat. It's the paid for full contact experience. And and then with Big Cat, you just throw that in there. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. Let's get to the Boogaloo Boys. Boogaloo Boys. All right. So does everybody know who Boogaloo Boys are? Do we need to like... Um, I think folks that tune into this um, are most know. likely already going to know. And if not, like the, uh, what is it, reductionist, the simplest breakdown is they're the enemies. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And that's the thing is people don't realize that because the Boogaloo Boys are like, we're just anti-government in general and we want everyone to like have the right to protest. But they've been seriously infiltrated by right wing forces and neo-Nazis and shit like that. So those the guys in the Hawaiian shirts, they say they're just generically anti-government but they have a serious right-wing lean now um in minneapolis right there were all the protests the uh protesters burned down the precinct and everybody was like oh black identity extremists and it was black lives matter it turns out it was the boogaloo boys the enemies and also like anti-government you should just and maybe there's new young niggas that aren't familiar with the old fucking like neocon and moral majority right wing language. They're probably more familiar with this Pepe frog shit. But um anti government means I'm a racist bigot <laughs> trick. Mm. Like it it's just another way anti government is almost like a dog whistle of them to each other. Yeah. Right? Of saying like, hey, are you uh are you against taxes being for welfare for niggers? Because that's what they'll say anti-government is, but it's just another thing that says they're all sorts of right-wing asshole. Yeah. Um, all right, so federal prosecutors have charged a far-right extremist. They're getting serious about the language now. Uh-oh. Uh, in connection with the shooting at a Minneapolis police station during protests sparked by George Floyd's killing, said authorities on Friday. Ivan Harrison Hunter. A 26-year-old apparent member of the Boogaloo Boys was charged with one count of rioting after his arrest in San Antonio, according to a statement by federal prosecutors in Minneapolis. Protesters who were calling for an end to police brutality and systemic racism flooded the streets of Minneapolis and other cities following the videotaped killing of Floyd on May 25th. That was only May, it seems so long ago. It's been It's been busy. Federal agents say they have since seen a tape that allegedly shows Hunter firing 13 rounds from an AK-style semi-automatic rifle into the Minneapolis Police Department's 3rd Precinct building the night of May 28th. Hunter's association with the Boogaloo Boys was uncovered during an investigation of Stephen Carrillo, a fellow Boogaloo Boy member who has been charged with two murders in California. Just nice boys. I remember when I said they're the enemies. They actually kill people and shoot up shit. Yeah, actually, let me just click that hyperlink real quick and see if it says uh, he killed two Santa Cruz County deputies and scrawled phrases tied to an online far right extremist movement in blood on the car before being detained. 
know what I'm saying? So just because they're shooting the cops doesn't mean they won't shoot your black ass too. Well, that's the thing is they're like anti the current government that we have. They're not anti-government in general. Yeah. So like if it comes down to like some facet, fascist type thing and it's like, you know, just start shooting all the gays or, you know, go back to slavery for Negroes. Like that's fine. That they just don't like our current government, you know? Yeah, basically they're libertarians in Hawaiian shirts. Slightly more violent. More willing to be. More willing. They're, yeah, they're the ones that listened to the libertarians and said, I will do your bidding, Grand Wizard Ron Paul. Uh, some of Hunter's Facebook communications with Carrillo appear to be, uh, appear to have come in between the two murders of law enforcement officers Carrillo was charged with. Uh, apparently part of the group's effort to co-op protest and kickstart a civil war. Gonna start a civil war. All right. The enemies. The enemies. <laughs> Carrillo is accused of ambushing two Santa Cruz co- uh, County Sheriff's deputies on June 6th, killing Sergeant Damon Gutzviller, and then scrawling the word boog on the hood of a car in blood before being detained. How German is that name? That's pretty fucking German. Jesus Christ. Gutzviller. You get like a free slice of chocolate cake with that, right? I... It's the goods, like the shit that was in that movie Matilda. Yes. Every last confection. Every last confection. Um, and I thought I had... Now, The Guardian uh, says that Ivan Harrison Hunter... So the last story said that um, Ivan Harrison Hunter was shooting... Um, that was I and NBC. According to the Guardian, he was also responsible for helping start the fire of the police precinct. So yes, and I actually I'm actually very impressed with the way that they're covering this. So they're referring to Hunter as traveling across state lines to participate in a riot. These charges are the latest example of far right extremists attempting to use violence uh, against national protests against police brutality into an uprising against the government, even going into a full civil war. That's incredibly honest. And that shit, it's so not new. I mean, in America in general, but like this in particular, right? Before they were calling themselves Boogaloo Boys or whatever the fuck goddamn name they're coming up for their fucking weak ass off-brand sets. Um, One of the old videos uh, when I was uh, using the William J. Jackson Facebook account because my first podcast account got uh, so many 30-day bans, I just said, fuck it, and started using... (laughs) I I used the backup account so much that it became my primary account. William J. Jackson is actually my backup account. Yeah. (laughs) But fucking... um, And I would upload these videos, and one of the ones, like, you can check that date and time, and we put it together, and, and other news outlets that are bigger, they put it together as well, and it's these guys in a car talking about going to shoot up some Black Lives Matter folks, some white dudes, mm-hmm. and they've got their straps and shit, and then, yeah, like, hours later, fucking, um, you hear of a drive-by at this, um, a very small, I can't even call it a rally, it's more like a get-together, mm-hmm. it's like an outdoor slumber party, it was so few people, and they were just sitting ducks for this drive-by shooting. And if you looked at them, and I posted that video today, if I just reposted it right now and just said, oh, these are Boogaloo boys, you'd be like, yeah, but it's the same ideology. Yeah. They're the same guys. Fuck the government, but fuck the niggers too. Yeah. Well, like, let's rebuild the government the way we see fit. Which, And we're sure there's, and again, I, I don't know why I talk about anti-Semitism so much now, but fucking, <laughs> I'm sure that's there. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Um, According to the complaint, Hunter would later post multiple messages on Facebook bragging about his actions in Minneapolis, uh, writing, I set fire to that precinct with the black community. My mom would call the FBI if she knew. 
okay. Uh, he also claimed in one message, uh, the BML, BLM protesters in Minneapolis loved me. I've burned police stations with the Black Panthers in Minneapolis. Yeah, okay. No, you didn't. Who the fuck is the Black Panthers in Minneapolis? The, the black people who had guns, the open carry black the, people. Oh, yeah, just like how you and I were the fucking leaders of Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Uh, Hunter is the third alleged Boogaloo boy to be charged in connection with the protests in Minneapolis. But across the country, the Boogaloo movement has been linked to more than two dozen arrests and at least five deaths this year, including the alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, our governor. <sighs> yes. And, like, I guess just one other thing I would add in with the Boogaloo Boys, because people are, like, laughing at them because it's, like, they look like the um, the open carry protesters who have just have, like, so many guns, it's, like, ridiculous. Yes. But they also wear Hawaiian shirts, and their name is fucking Boogaloo. And so people are, like, not taking them seriously because they just sound like clowns. Yes. But remember, that is an important part of fascism and right-wing shit is that it's, like... You never let people take you seriously, even though you're doing really serious shit, right? The fucking Pepe the Frog and all the fucking 4chan memes. And people know, like, you know, oh, it's just about memes or, oh, it's just about, like, ironic Nazis or, like, making offensive jokes. But these people really do have a defined ideology and they are incredibly dangerous, you know? I think that's part of why, like, it, now what you and, and I, what I'm doing, I'm specifically responding to what you just said in particular mm-hmm. is, um, like, maybe that's why they're okay or maybe they prefer for their memes to look so amateurish and ugly Mm -hmm. they look like bullshit oh yeah because their their whole it's like the plausible deniability thing right like with the um the white power thing with like the okay sign yeah whatever right so they're like oh it's just an okay sign it's like that's clearly not how it's been like but that's what it's always been i don't know plausible deniability so it really is that shit like they use these really goofy ass names and have these like silly memes and you know just be trolling people online so it's like oh we're just you know just trolling just having fun and then it's like you know you actually get to their meetings and they're like we're gonna start like burning down synagogues and killing black people and you're like wait what <laughs> like, yep. i thought this was just you know memes and hashtags it's not and it's probably a f- uh, an easy way to get younger, a younger person. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is a lot of people get involved in it before they actually understand what it is. Because it's just like, oh, I'm just being ironic online or, oh, I'm just trying to, like, trigger people or offend people, you know, and you just keep getting a little further and further into it. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. And you know what? And it, and, I, and it's it, it's ironic. You were just saying that, and Eric Hudson in the chat room had just said not to be confused with the um, the Electric Boogaloo crew from the Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, folks yep. may know um, that there was a movie called Break In, which was the actual first movie that Ice T was in. He just played a rapper, and um, and then there was Break In Two, the Electric Boogaloo. Which, to my, I, I, I was younger and I, I didn't watch those films at the time, but from what I heard, like, by the time I was a teenager and whatnot, like, apparently, like, Generation X heads older than me, they did not like the second film. Oh, okay. Like, with the dancing on the ceiling with the broom and whatnot, they were not feeling that second film. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yes. I think you have the one with the cops. Another one. Another one about cops. Yes, Um, 1.47 p.m. All right, let's go real quick. Um, One of the cops in the Breonna Taylor raid is now suing her boyfriend for shooting him. How much of a fucking dick do you have to be? Like, honestly. All right, so Officer Jonathan Mattingly 
has alleged that Kenneth Walker inflicted battery, assault, and emotional distress on him by opening fire and striking him in the thigh during the raid. A Louisville police officer involved in the raid that killed Breonna Taylor is now countersuing her boyfriend for shooting him during the March 13th incident. Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly's lawsuit alleges that Kenneth Kenneth Walker inflicted battery assault and emotional distress by opening fire. You know what, there's probably a whole article here with all sorts of details, but I think the main thing, like, I guess a takeaway I'd have before you even get anywhere with it is they really don't give a blue fuck about community relations. Nope. Or they're also just that dense that they don't know how bad this looks. And I think it's the first. I think, yeah, I think they just don't care. Because actually, um, the attorney for Mattingly, Kent Wicker, his attorney's name is Kent Wicker, said in a statement to BuzzFeed News, Sergeant Mattingly was shot and nearly killed by Kenneth Walker. He's entitled to and should use the legal process to seek a remedy for the injury that Walker has caused him. And y'all busted into somebody's house in the middle of the night and started shooting and they shot back and you're distressed? But you they killed someone. They like, claim they want better community relations. And again, to all the people who are like, well, we just need more reform and better training. How are you going to train this? Like, what is the mindset, the mentality, the the moral compass of a person who goes into someone else's house in the middle of the night, no knock raid, just starts shooting, doesn't follow protocol, lies about what happened, kills someone during the incident. Murdered. Murdered someone <laughs> during the incident get shot, and then sues the survivors for causing them emotional distress. How do you plan to reform that? Because what type of person would do some ghoulish-ass shit like that? Come that's on, like, Chank Uger. That's like that fucking cop with the, um, who killed the guy in the, the hotel hallway. Remember that? Where it was like this cop who was like yelling fucking incoherent, like, Lay down, stand up, get on your knees, put your legs... And, like, the guy, like, couldn't comply and was, like, freaking out. Oh, yeah, that was And the cop just shot him. Yeah, a a white dude. Yeah, it was a white cop, shot a white guy. And then he had... Didn't he have some, like, fucking, like, shit on his gun? Like, it said, like, problem solver or, like, I don't know, or some... Yeah, that was was, a long time ago. Yeah, it was, like, some shit. Like, he was clearly... But then he um, filed for um, disability because now he has PTSD and can't work because he's so traumatized that he murdered a man in a fucking hallway. Also, being a cop isn't work. It's not work. You don't actually work. You literally don't fucking work. So, yeah. But, like, I mean, this is one of those cases where it's like, please tell me how you're going to reform this. Like, what, what do you actually think you're going to say to this guy to get through to realize that you can't just barge in people's houses and start murdering them? Like, I mean, I don't know. Think about it. Maybe you have a good argument. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and in the archive chat space, there's uh, Nat Loco said, um, sounds like you're uh, describing Trump. That is someone who just seems ignorant and silly and is therefore often read as harmless or at least the less capable of as much harm as he is. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, he'd definitely be, like, if he was broke, he'd be harmless. He would just be that guy at the bus stop saying stuff. Yeah. If he was broke. He'd be getting uh, recruited into the Boogaloo Boys if he was broke. Hell. The and the working class. Yeah. And then one more Nat Loco said, um, uh, so many were like, how, uh, how bad can this clown be? 
Well, as bad as Grover Norquist needs that paper signed. Oof, I remember that. Yep. Uh, Steve Ramins, the attorney representing Walker, told BuzzFeed News his client is protected by Kentucky self-defense laws. He said in a statement, uh, this is the latest in a cycle of police aggression, deflection of responsibility, and obstruction of the facts in what is an obvious cover-up. This counterclaim just brings it full circle. If Kenny can be sued for defending himself, make no mistake, all lawful gun owners' rights are at risk, and that should scare everyone. We intend to defend Kenny once again from the baseless charges intended to harm, intimidate, and cover up the threats, uh, cover up the events of March 13th, 2020. Damn. And we're going to keep podcasting, but fucking... Yeah. Oh, the, it went out? Yeah, it looks like... But, like, beyond out, like, Facebook, like, killed the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, a damn near, like, on some 404 era shit. Yeah, okay. Um, But, yeah, so, no one's been charged in Taylor's death, and, yeah. <laughs> so, this is what the <laughs> cops are doing. This is how they respond, and it's just, like... Yeah, you can't give a shit about community relations and fucking do that. Like, honestly. Nope. No. Damn, so fucking shit. That. All right, my bad, podcast listeners. You see me responding Uh-oh. to how the Facebook fucking uh, just cut this shit off there. All right, so uh, those were the stories indeed. Yes. That was the news. That was the comment. That was the stuff and the things. Mm-hmm. Who 37 minutes of podcast action. Right now it's 1.53 no. p.m. I need to get to the factory. You do. And um, what? Then tomorrow's Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk Fury, talk furiously. And then it's Monday. And really, I work all of those days. Yeah. And that's what a mandatory seven-day work week is. There isn't a day off where I'm like, and we can do three shows on that. No. no. We no. can't do shit. Yeah, like every day I just got to squeeze in some show notes and then a couple days later squeeze in some recording from said notes. All right. And um, and if you definitely want to see the end of that shit in a year, because I definitely just want to do this for a year, try to get a fucking mortgage and get the hell out and be a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund. It recently dropped from 80 subscribers to 77. And uh, let's pump, 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 pump it up. Is, is that what they say? Yes. On the dance floor? Wow. And uh, <laughs> and there's also a paypal.me slash Phoenix and William. Um, there's the Venmo at Wine Cellar Media. And Phoenix Kaliter set up one of those cash app things. Dollar sign Phoenix Kaliter. And I is be need to get the F out of here and go down to the factory and make sure folks have Chex Mix or Cinnamon Cheerios or whatever the fuck we got to throw down that conveyor <laughs> belt. Really important stuff that society can't function without. It can't. New World Water. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.